I'm Dr. Pete Economo, the East Coast psychologist. And I'm Dr. Nikki Rubin, the West Coast psychologist. And this is When East Meets West. Cancel culture is a pretty popular term these days. Um, you know, it's like always on the news. You know, it's uh, it's become um, a, a popular uh, uh, rally, I would say, on both the right and the left for different <laughs> different reasons. And because of that, Pete and I really wanted to talk about it today, not just what it is, but um, really actually what, obviously, the, per, the, the perspective of what, how, how CBT therapists view that and, and how Eastern practitioners might view it. So, hey, Pete. Hey. hey. Yeah, this is a this is a tough one because it, it like you said it's so charged and it has yeah. people on all sides of the aisle yeah. and all walks of life that are just blaming each other for canceling their culture. Yeah, totally. So I'm excited to hear you talk about this. Yeah. <laughs> well, I'm excited to hear your thoughts on it. So I think you know it's important to just sort of define that you know, cancel culture um the term refers to basically when someone, and obviously in general, it's often been um, people in positions of power, mm-hmm. right? Though it, it uh, doesn't have to be, it can um, trickle all the way down to someone like in your um, your own social circle, right? Has said or done something um, inappropriate, distasteful. I mean, it could be extreme, like something that's, you know, racist, xenophobic, homophobic, right? Something that um, somebody dislikes or deems like not okay. Yeah. And the idea is to literally quote unquote, cancel them. Like this yeah. is as, as the kids say, I'll say, you know, as the kids <laughs> have been saying that they're, they're canceled, right? Like yeah. that meaning that they should basically be, um, like banished, right. Yeah. From whatever the thing is. Um, and I want to start by acknowledging that as with everything, what makes sense about that is that, you know, we're at a time right now where, we're, a lot of people are trying to hold people accountable, especially those in power. Yeah. Um, and I think that's where that comes from, though there are also problematic aspects of that. So I don't know if there's anything you would add in terms of how I'm defining it or no, you know, where it comes from. Yeah. I mean, it, it's, 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 I think the social media has had problems. I, I don't know if this could have existed pre social media. Yeah, like not on this, and maybe not on, and like not on the scale to that. Yeah. Point, like right? I think that like, that's an important disclaimer here is that a lot of the stuff that we that's that's nuanced especially with like mm-hmm. say millennials for example is is directly connected to the internet so this yes. this even more with gen z honestly right totally yeah yeah well definitely more with gen z yeah so thinking yeah. about how this is really a, a product of that and i think then all of technology starts to get flack for it so like you know, Facebook, Twitter, mm-hmm. things like that, mm-hmm. YouTube start mm-hmm. to then they start to be criticized for censorship. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Well, I, totally. Well, and I'm thinking that maybe, so just to kind of look at uh, the many angles of this, if we could start by, I'm, I'm wondering if, if you could say a little more kind of going off what I was just explaining, like, what are like, like, what would we say would be the helpful aspects of cancel culture? You know, I was saying it's about like, kind of like, you know, it grows out of this desire um, to hold people accountable, right? Yeah. Like, I don't know. Do you view any aspects of it to be useful to be helpful. or helpful? Yeah. Look at you, you little yeah. optimistic. <laughs> uh, I, I guess there's probably always a silver lining somewhere, or there might be something that's helpful in some certain place in some places. I mean, I think when when power is involved, I I struggle to find anything that's helpful because I think it it takes power to create cancel culture. Mm-hmm. I don't know that cancel culture cancel culture could exist without power. 
It's very, that's interesting. Well, that's interesting. It's say, say more about that. Cause I think maybe people listening might think like, well, cancel culture is about canceling power. those that are in power and like, you know, saying that they don't get to make the rules, call the shots, yeah. right? Like that. It, and yet it takes power to be able to even cancel out whatever mm-hmm. it is that you're trying to eliminate. And I think, I don't know, dare we like, a, dare we describe a couple examples of this? Like, yeah. So what are the, I mean, I'm not even, what are like the more famous ones right now? I think like the Me Too movement. I think like, uh, that's what I'm thinking, right? Like, um, you know, uh, why am I, I'm embarrassed. I can't, why am I blanking on his name? Um, The main mogul that was brought down via the Me Too movement. um, Harry Fine. That one? That's yes, Weinstein. 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 <laughs> right? God. Ooh. Sorry. Well, it's so that so so Freud would say you just took that away because you wanted to erase all the bad that he did. Yeah, this is why I don't like <laughs> like or agree with anything Freud says. I would say Harvey called, Weinstein. Harvey Weinstein. I call him Harry. <laughs> I, I call I call it. Nikki's tired um, and her brain's not working so well, which is, you know, Fr- Freud also said sometimes a cigar is just a cigar. Um, <laughs> so, yeah. Okay. So, so yeah. So me that's, too that's is a, another, is an yeah, example, an example of, of it. Of what that? are some other, like, I, just because honestly, I, I think I'm thinking of what are some of the other ones right now that are. Well, there's, and I, I also, this is one, just, I, I don't know his name. There's like a young country singer who actually was just caught on a ring camera um, using the, using the N word actually. And, um, okay. and so he was like dropped by his label, I think. And yeah. So you know. dropping any kind of sponsorship. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. yeah. So we've seen a lot of that. I think there was something with JK Rowling too. Yes. Cause she made uh, some transphobic, uh, comments. Mm-hmm. Right. So mm-hmm. the minute that these people, um, well, I was going to say misstep, um, but, but, Maybe it's, it's well, a tough thing. Where, this, well, this is where it gets messy, ooh, right? Because so are well, they showing their true self or is this part of social media where, you know, again, I think we all have secrets. We all kind of say mm-hmm. things. I'm not, I, I'm certainly not supportive of any like hatred. Totally. And. Go well, ahead. Well, I was going to say, well, and, well, and I think, well, you're, you're immediately going into, I think, which we need to maybe focus our time here on is that humans mess up. Yes. And I think that's what's hard is that I think when trying to talk about cancel culture and maybe, you know, where there's sort of been a, I don't know, dare I say like a backlash to it is people saying like, you know, oh, people on the left just want to cancel everybody. And then, yeah. you know, and then the left says, well, but these people need to be held accountable. And I think what we're sort of missing here in the conversation is this dialectic of we can hold people accountable. Right. And we also need to do a better job of radically accepting that like you, like we met, we mess up as humans. Like we, 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 we make mistakes. Up. We, we make mess mistakes. up. Well, so I'm reminded. Well, so, okay. So I'm reminded of Bill Clinton. I'm reminded yes. of Martha Stewart mm-hmm. and this was sort of pre social media. Mm-hmm. And I mean, Martha would have been cancel cultured for sure for doing an inside trade potentially. <laughs> right. Like thinking of where we're at today. Yeah. Are you saying because like it was, there's not sort of the, um, it's like, there's not the permanent stamp and stain that the internet. Kevin Hart, right? Like Kevin Hart or Ellen Mm -hmm. DeGeneres right now. Right. Like, so Mm -hmm. I think they were so connected with the supporting each other Mm -hmm. and Kevin Hart, you know, made an anti-gay comment like 15 years ago. And then that Mm -hmm. was, you know, but then at the same time, there's the Georgia Senator right now or Congresswoman, um, 
that was like very pro gun and like anti anything that's not white. I mean, so sort of like KKK then, I guess, mm-hmm, but mm-hmm. you know, right, right. What's well, like, so, where's that? Well, I think what people get confused then is like, where's the line? Yeah, right. And I well, and so we're, you and I are confused right now. As well, yeah. Well, I think well, I think because maybe, <laughs> and I think that's where like I, it's worth thinking about this idea. Like, I'll just I'll say it this way: it's like I. I don't like the concept of cancel culture because yeah. it's too rigid, yeah. frankly. It's black and, and white. It's black and white, right? Yeah. And it's not, and it, that doesn't mean to say that I don't support bringing, you know, holding people accountable, especially holding people accountable for, as you said, for hatred or, or yeah. terrible behaviors. I, I'm hugely in support of that. What, what I'm not in support of is, is saying that, people can't make mistakes even in in extreme degrees i mean we could take this on the other side of like in this this language isn't used around it but think about um think about incarceration in the united states and oh, yeah. and like and the amount of you know obviously you know especially in black and brown communities make up the biggest yeah. disproportionate number of of people incarcerated and and look you know people like if someone's been incarcerated, like even let's say for like, I don't know, they were, at, and I'm not, and again, I'm not saying this is okay or it doesn't, we're giving someone a pass. If someone was incarcerated at age 18 for armed robbery or maybe even um, like a gang related murder or uh-huh. something like that, yeah. right? 30 years later, do they deserve to be canceled? Right? Right. Or is there, is there an opportunity? Like, can people be rehabilitated? Can people, do people deserve a different, a chance to, to be better? And it's like, I, and I'm not saying everybody, I don't mean that in like a, we're like not a saying Pollyanna like Harvey slant. Weinstein or sexual predators, no. especially, right? No, no, yeah, I, yeah. I'm just saying that it's like, I think we're, and again, human, we talk about this all the time in this podcast, humans have such a hard time, like being in this gray area yeah. and, you know, and saying like, like, and, and honestly, this is a behavioral science thing. Shame yeah. is a really ineffective learning strategy actually like so right? i'm gonna read a definition for our listeners okay. from, from dictionary.com cancel culture refers to the popular practice of withdrawing support for mm-hmm. public figures and companies after they have done or said something considered objectionable or offensive it generally it's generally discussed as being performed on social media in the form of group shaming mm-hmm. so that's why when you brought up the shame i thought shaming. That, yeah yeah and it's not effective it's not effective. Well, because I mean, yeah. I want like listeners to think about when they felt shame, like when someone shamed them for something for making a mistake. And I don't mean um, it doesn't have to be extreme mistake, anything, right? Like sticking yeah. your foot in your mouth a little bit. We all do right. that, right? Everyone has uh, done that. Everyone does it. Like from a like again a like a biological perspective. Like when we experience shame, like think yeah. about what happens. Your body shuts down. Like we turn inward. Our attention narrows. We lack curiosity. Yeah. And we and we'll learn maybe not to do the thing we've been shamed for, but here's the problem. It doesn't give any room for us to get curious and learn how to do something else instead. That's right. Which would mean in this example of promoting feminism or, Mm -hmm. you know, being an ally for a marginalized group. uh, You know, so I I think, well, let me just say this then. So uh, because this becomes a left, right conversation, I, so hate groups feel like they should be able to also then be able to express hate. Well, I think what I'm trying, I think what I'm wanting to say in this conversation is to, to take it out of a left, right conversation, right? Like that's, that, that, that's the point that I think, I think this concept of cancel culture 
pulls it to it. Like, you know, Pete, I talk about this in our episode in season one, polarization and dialectics, right? Yes. That um, it pulls our brains to the poles and, and that's what brains are really like easily adept at doing, which immediately gets in the way of curiosity and middle path and, and learning. And so I think what, what I really want to clarify is that again, like human, we got to start from the place of like human beings mess up. Like that's part of our design. We, we mess up and make mistakes in varying degrees, right? Right, Like for different reasons. So can we hold that truth first while simultaneously holding the structure and the boundary of accountability? And I think that's, that's a more effective framework as opposed to like you're in or you're out. So if I'm a white supremacist, let's just put it out there, right? Like, so if I'm a white supremacist, um, how does that, how do you, how do you think that fits in into this? Because they, they would feel like they should be like, they want to, they want to hold their beliefs. So I think, well, and again, this is of course, like many, many different episodes could come out of this. Like if someone's like, you know, um, believes in white supremacy, then what I'm going to say, so like already as again, this is like as a cognitive behavioral therapist, right. I'm saying like, so that person believes a distorted belief system. They believe that white people are supreme to other is superior to other human beings. Right. That, that is direct, indirect. Not a fact. um, Yes. It's not a fact. Like in opposition to like, like my value of humanity, like humans are humans. We're all in the same suit. Right. Right. So that's, again, it's like cancel culture to me. Like it's not, I mean, it wouldn't be relevant there. It's like, I want to hold someone accountable if someone is engaging in, in obviously yeah. violent, hateful behavior. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And look, there are people that leave white supremacist movements, right? right they right. that because right. do you know what I'm saying? So it's like, yeah. but if someone, if would we just say if someone was once a neo-Nazi that we could never that they're never allowed to recognize right. that that is not okay or real or do you know what I'm yeah, saying? Yeah. So it creates this idea of like righteousness or yes. I think that's, that's also so like a lot of our season one episodes where yeah we have to, you can't compare mm-hmm. because it's like comparing apples and bombs. Yeah. You know, and, and, and it'll be interesting. To, I think the other part that we started this episode off was saying that how new this is like, because social media and the internet is yes. still relatively new, all things considered. Yeah. And I think the social media part that you're bringing in Pete is so important because yeah. social media just becomes this, um, l- like very literal giant megaphone for, for opinions. Right. And like yeah. opportunity and, 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 sh- and like, it's like the town square, like turns into <laughs> million, like to shame somebody. Right. Like this has always existed it's, in human behavior. It, it, right. It absolutely I mean, really. has. Yeah. It's, this is powerful though. Well, it's just so big. It's so yeah, big, and, and we've so we've even saw, seen recently that it it upended the stock market. You know, so this 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 thing, this social media thing, has upended the stock market. Which okay, you know, yeah. That, well, that's, well, so that's where it's like saying so there could be there can be power and accountability, right? It's yes. like, but I think that accountability is not canceling. Like, I mean, and I'm and so I'm really wondering, you know, as we're saying that, like, of course, like, what what would what would a Zen Buddhist practitioner say about <laughs> get off you know, your like damn a, device? Is that, yeah, <laughs> number one, right? But what, but, but, sure, but what would they? What would they say about like canceling somebody? Like, I guess as would, the kids say, you know, the kids yeah. say they can't. I, I don't. I mean, it would probably stem back to the eightfold path and trying to find the middle path, and just like you did with the dialectic of just trying to find this idea of of accountability and and you know 
bridging, bridging these ideas together. But I honestly, I don't know. I mean, I don't think that there's, there's certainly nothing that's written today about it. Well, what about humans making mistakes? Maybe it's another way of saying it. Like, what does Buddhism say about that? Yeah, well, it would create space for that because we're imperfect, you know, and that it's about letting go of any of our, our errors that we make because we all do make them. I think a lot of, say, like the koans that we that we study mm-hmm. to understand and to untangle help us realize about the imperfections of all of this. And so that, mm-hmm. you know, um, and a lot of the koans will be like, you know, a young monk comes to an old monk and starts mm-hmm. to, you know, say, hey, like, how do you get to this road? And uh and then maybe that young monk sends him the wrong way on purpose because he's mm. playing with him, you know, mm-hmm. and that would be part of like the lesson of like, Hey, it's okay. Because that's what, what's, that's what happens. Like young monks are playful. Right. Well, and also, yeah. I mean, and I think essentially it's just coming to my mind. I'd also wonder if then there would also be the piece of like practicing non-judgmental stance around Always. that. Right. Like, so Always. even if somebody's doing something that is like not, like right effort or right. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm forgetting all the things. Action. Made, yeah. Right action that I'm, I'm making the assumption here that the idea wouldn't be to judge somebody for that. It's like actually just saying that's what's happening. That's and, right. and like, and, and here's an opportunity to turn back towards right action. Cause none accurate? of us are there. Exactly. Cause none of us are there to judge it, which is part of all religion really. Yeah, I mean, totally. Sure. Sure. You know, I think it's, 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 it's heavily, not practice, but <laughs> but heavily ingrained in you know Christianity, Judaism, sure about non-judgment, and yet we find that many of them could be some of the most judgmental folks. Well, because it comes back to the the rigidity, right? So it's like I think like that's I mean again, it's like so interesting. It's like everyone thinks that their their belief system is the right one, and that's right, and that's where we I think really you know, trip and fall the most is when we don't recognize like, no, we, we're all, um, wired to judge. We're all wired towards righteousness. And, and that's, I think, you know, again, cancel culture really, um, it really accesses that. And, and by the way, I should also say like, it also accesses a lot of time, very justified anger, you know, and we also talked about in, in uh, a righteousness and rigidity episode last season that when we feel angry, even if anger is justified, we're more likely to get rigid. So it's like something we have to watch, right? Yeah. Like we, we don't get as curious. Yeah. The behavioral cycle there, right? It also, yeah. it creates that, which then leads to some more cancel culture and it kind of keeps going round and round and round, which I yeah. think ultimately what, and I think people, because of social media and the algorithms, then you're, the rabbit holes are created and they go so deep. It's such a problem. It's like, it's such a problem because it's just yeah. what we're actually doing is shaping large groups of people out of the opportunity to, to evolve and be better and grow. You know what yeah. I mean? By How saying, sad, like, yeah, it's sad. It's right? sad. And I, I just hope like, well, I say, I guess a hope I have, especially from a behavioral perspective of someone living in the West is like, can we get some science to understand a little bit more of the impact and then also like try and reshape Mm -hmm. some of these algorithms or, you know, we know these apps are created so that we're on them more. So we want to download them more so that if I am stuck in my righteousness or in my belief system, which is not fact, Mm -hmm. then I'm going to keep going down that. Uh, Yeah. But I, I I, I remain a little bit hopeful. Yeah. I remain a little bit hopeful that I, that I think, people are resilient and that people can bounce back and that hopefully through the cancel culture, we can help people realize that we make mistakes and sort of model effectively that 
people will make mistakes and then can they come back and kind of clear their name and, and do some good? Because the shaming, like you said, holds us back. We want to help people get to a better place. Yeah, when like and help give people the opportunity, you yeah. know, and 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 not again to be clear, not to be Pollyanna, not that everybody deserves it. There's a spectrum. <laughs> no, true, right? It's like that there's a spectrum of things though. I, I think y'all are such Pollyannas there in LA. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know, yeah. It's like, you know, I just want I want everyone to start from the um position of recognizing like as humans, like we're designed to be imperfect. We're designed to make mistakes. And and if we're not affording that um truth to everyone, we're just going to like cancel everybody. We're gonna be alone. You know, everyone's going to get canceled. Yeah. So I hope I hope our listeners can um, see if they can practice some some curiosity and openness when uh, when thinking about uh, canceling something uh, or someone in their life and seeing if there's maybe an opportunity for I don't know. I was like I was about to say redemption, but I feel like that's a little too dramatic. Dare, maybe I say I like uh, uh, improvement. This has been When East Meets West. I'm Dr. Nikki Rubin. And I'm Dr. Pete Economo. Be present, be brave. This has been When East Meets West. All material is based on opinion and educational training of Drs. Pete Economo and Nikki Rubin. Content is for informational and educational purposes only.